The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. Numbers to get in and phones are open all first hour. If you did not get in on the Real Red Reaction Show, so plenty to chew on with Nebraska-Michigan State. The look ahead, the final three. Hoiberg and company tip off tonight. And a big day for uh, nebraska Women's basketball yesterday and today with women's soccer. Number to get in today here on Hale Varsity Radio, 489-1240, or 800-825-5865, where you hear us across the Hale Varsity Radio network. So, can find us on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, I believe. Uh, the icon looks a little funky here on the desktop, but uh, watch the show there, the Hale Varsity uh, YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. Find and follow that. Also, Facebook and Twitter with uh, KFOR. Uh, so, the Nebraska Michigan State game resembled Elijah's trip back from East Lansing. He'll tell you that story. Uh, hilarity didn't ensue <laughs> it might if it wasn't you well hilarity uh, for other people yes exactly depends on the eye of the beholder but anonymous chimes in uh you can read it on the stream we will clean it up so we're not fired in radio but two bleepy teams played a bleepy football game with bleepy officiating and it amounted to a bleepy spectacle now to fix this bleeping autocorrect because every single time it does not say a bad word it actually says shifty uh-huh which is very similar to the word that he is going for and I but i was going with knows. the uh the, the proper context of the proper word yes if, wanted if, if, if there use. was not this this autocorrect issue that anonymous claims to be having what he would be going for and he, he kind of nails the nails it he did. And the other part of this, too, uh, we'll see. Speaking of nailing, is, is Michigan going to be nailed to the wall here by midweek? Nicole Arbach of The Athletic, uh, as well as Adam Rittenberg, a couple of tweets here uh, about uh, five to seven minutes ago. Uh, you have Michigan receiving formal notification from the Big Ten of potential disciplinary action. That from a source. You have also Adam Rittenberg noting this is required step in the discipline the disciplinary process via the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. Matt Rule, the Rule Rewind coming this hour as well. And uh, he gets into the officiating and very diplomatic, but also very matter of fact. We talk uh, or we hear about Heinrich Harburg. We hear about the offense, the defense. And, okay, the, the obvious answer to this, if you're a Nebraska fan, for Saturday was the score, the loss. You had some momentum. You had an opportunity. You probably, on paper, as we look at Nebraska's Final Four and their quest for six and beyond, this was your most winnable game. A team that had lost six straight, a team that had been through the ringer emotionally and, quite honestly, physically, when you look at their schedule, this was a team 
that you had a chance, as good a chance as you'll have the rest of the season when you look at Iowa, when you look at Wisconsin on the road, when you look at Maryland and how explosive they are. Uh, Maryland is also reeling, but they have the ability to put up some points and they're explosive with better talent at quarterback and skill than Nebraska's probably going to see this year. Honestly, I mean, they're the best offense that, that Nebraska will see. So aside from score, your biggest complaint as a Nebraska fan about Saturday is what? All right, what, what's, what's stuck in your craw? Yeah, that you lost the game, but we got to look into some of the reasons as to why. Are you ticked about the officiating? Absolutely get it. I think we're all annoyed. Put yourself in someone else's shoes on someone else's team. Put yourself, well, probably a bad example here because I don't know how many Iowa sympathizers there are on the radio or the, the scream or the stream audience, but think about being in Iowa's shoes against Minnesota, right, with, with the, the punt return that was <laughs> changed. <laughs> it's not what we threw the flag for, but we found this. <laughs> we found this skeleton buried in your backyard. The refs, are you complaining about the quarterback play at Nebraska? Are you ticked at the defense, which is hard to even say out loud, as well as they've played most of this year? Overall, offensively, when you look at the combination of offensive line, quarterback play, play calling, or is it special teams that rubbed you wrong? And, and going into this thing, Elijah, on Saturday, we thought, and it's you just never can tell week to week what you're going to get from a college football team made up of 18 to 22-year-olds. You felt good about special teams. You felt good about defense. Uh, presumably, you were a little scared of the offense. Presumably, you were a little scared about taking care of the football. I wasn't really worried about the refs, although weird things happen in East Lansing or games in general against Michigan State from an officiating standpoint, historically speaking. I guess if I had one big complaint, uh, is it, it's going to be the, the offense. And Matt Rule touched on it. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Just this is a game that the offense, you needed them to step up. They didn't. And, and I don't have an answer. I know I'm supposed to have an answer and have a take, and I do. I have a take with a high level of frustration with the quarterback taking care of the football. As much as I love the kid and how gritty and tough he is, I'm glad he is out there doing what he thinks needs to be done. I, I love his attitude and his effort. I love his soul. I do. I don't like his decision-making and not his fault, but a reality. I don't like where he's at in his quarterback progression. And that's just what you're going to have to live, live with the rest of this year because Nebraska is not going to go back to Sims, and it doesn't look like they're going to go to Pretty. Uh, I would like to see considerations made if there continues to be turnover issues or missed wide-open players if there's time to throw the football. But it's part of a bigger discussion point where there's inconsistency with some new guys on the offensive line first time in, in eight quarters. You've seen it kind of raise its head. So it, it's, it's bigger than Harburg, but he's the guy that's turning the football over. And the other guy's not seeing the field anymore because of turnover issues. 
Do you feel comfortable looking elsewhere at this point in the year with three games left at quarterback? Uh, is a change needed to be made? From a play-calling standpoint, it's, it's maddening a little bit when the run game's working and you go away from it for the sake of, well, you got to be balanced on offense or we think in our pregame prep this will work. Not much worked. Uh, getting... Fedoni or Malachi in the slot for a couple of big plays. The play, the spot in the zone. Yeah, the, the, the play that worked to Bullock early, uh, didn't work or get executed a week ago worked for the 2-22 to 22 yards. But you are few and far between, and it just seems to me like there's checkdowns or shorter pass attempts that can be made with some of those crossers and some of those fast guys, uh, similar to what you saw with Fleeks on that 3rd and 2 Last week, they tried some of those same things. Those receivers weren't even looked at. And that that is what's kind of killing your offense right now is the open guys not getting the football. Or if you throw it to the guy that's open, it's off target. And, and we'll have time throughout this entire hour. And if you're on the, the phone line, stay there for just a second. I just have a quick point to make yeah. before we get to Roger. And that's that we'll have all hour to dive into the micro from the game. But the, the simple macro take I have in terms of frustration with Saturday is that the game was there for the taking and not one facet of your team could take advantage. The special teams didn't take advantage. The offense didn't take advantage. The defense didn't take advantage. And they, they all had opportunities where you have that, that tip ball at the line of scrimmage. The defense can set up the offense with great field position, probably already in field goal range. The offense, uh, Heinrich Harper throws an interception on a play where John Bullock is open downfield. He, he, the, the, the corner had outside leverage, the so play, he goes the, over the middle of the field, but then the corner falls down and you have it open on the outside. He misses that guy. You have Malachi Coleman down the sideline who it was good defense but Malachi pretty much dropped a pass down the side that would have set you up pretty close to field goal range you have a pass interference which we can dive into the refs that's we'll kind of the micro we'll get into the, zib, the zebras shortly but then you lose the punting battle you've been happy with what you've gotten from Bushini and you can't take advantage because you have a guy going back and returning punts that is just gonna throw up a fair catch as soon as the ball leaves the the punter's foot there were just areas where you could have taken advantage throughout this game and not one area of this team took advantage and that's where my frustration lies the blame goes around to a lot of people on this team, but it was there to be taken and nobody takes advantage as we go to the phone lines here. Yep, and uh, Roger, thanks for hanging on. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. Listen, my big complaint was the return on the punts. If he was going to fair catch it, uh, why would you fair catch it at the five-yard line? Twice. Why not let it go into the end zone? And if he was going to return it, why didn't he try? He didn't even try. He just stood there and caught the ball. Now, that's just plain coaching. Right, and there is a little bit of an explanation to it. And, Roger, thanks for, for listening to the phone call. Yeah, special teams. It was mind-boggling to, to bring Kemp. Unless he's kind of a calming presence, you, you don't have him out there if he's not going to be able to return it. Uh, you, you put Ethan Nation back there, and they did at the end of the game, and, and he didn't get loose. But they, they had Kemp there. Guy who's played you six years of football, and we're not we're not perfect, right? We're not throwing the kid under the bus, but you don't fair catch it twice. Look down where you're at, and if it if it takes the old uh, Will Wilson backspin to the uh, to the pin on an approach shot with the, uh, the the old wedge golf analogy here, then so be it. If they down it at the two on a perfect punt, so what? How much worse is the two yeah, than the five? It's, it's, yeah, it's two it's two or three yards, but you get the hell out of there. And you don't screw your offense twice when they're already having problems peeing a drop. 
And the, I didn't see any counter. There was, I mean, Nebraska's ran the counter well, and I know Piper's their pulling big dog, but I didn't see any counter. And from a run game standpoint, Nebraska got going a little bit. There were some explosive runs, but you just didn't stick with the run. You immediately went to the pass. And again, I'm going armchair. Totally get it. Uh, easier to be uh, on the radio talking about what didn't happen than preparing all week trying to make it happen. But I, I just think if if things aren't better after one quarter, if Maryland's up 10 nothing because there's two two turnovers, a bad interception and a bad fumble by the quarterback, you owe it to this team to go to the bullpen. And if the bullpen's worse, I stand corrected. But have you gotten better quarterback play after moving on from Sims? Well, you got five wins in your back pocket. Uh, you, you, the, the quarterback play has been better enough in the, in the quarterback run game. And Nebraska is going to have to adjust, right? They've already done a nice job of adjusting this season to more of a, an option uh, quarterback run first attack. But now these final three, you're going to have to adjust to teams taking away your quarterback run. Purdue did it, right? And prior to that, Northwestern did it, where their safeties were coming up like missiles and whacking your quarterback. So now Maryland, not awful against the run. I know it says in giant neon lights, much like Michigan State stats, throw the ball against them. Well, no, because it is it is dicey with this football team throwing the football uh, when they have to throw it versus when they want to throw it. And even when they want to throw it, there's been some good, bad, and some ugly. You've hit some big plays, you've missed some wide-open plays, and you've airmailed some of the things that have been open. So as much hell as Satterfield tends to take, the the the, the game plan with a, a short crosser for Lloyd or for Doss or the targets to Malachi Coleman, those were correct. But you've got to really ask yourself from an execution standpoint, what can this guy give us? And if it's better at 43% completion percentage against one of the worst secondaries in the country, if that's the best you got, I, I guess I'll trust it. But my eyes haven't seen what what is behind door number three right now. And I know if Purdy can't give you the, the same type of attack on the ground that, that, that Harburg does, I get it. They're different body types, but... Guy was a dual threat. Let's let's see a little bit. I know there was limited success a year ago, but there was some zone read stuff that Purdy did against Michigan before he got his calf rearranged. So you need to keep your options open, in my humble opinion, with this moving forward offensively because uh, defense will probably rebound a little bit and play a tighter ball game. But guess what? The team they're playing next Saturday at 11 o'clock on Peacock, and we'll get into that, um, is is the best they'll see. They could play a good ball game and still get beat. The secondary could still get it handed to them this week by better wideouts and a just borderline elite quarterback. At least that's how it could shake out. Couple that with your offense struggling or being turnover prone or not being able to get anything going. It, it could be a tough day Saturday. And this is your next best chance to, uh, to get bowl eligible. Uh, we'll get into some Matt Rule. We'll get into all your StreamYard comments. And who's on the line? Gary. Gary's up against the shot clock. Yep. Gary, hang on for us. 
Gary, hang on. I don't want to cut you off. So I'm going to put you on hold, Gary. you got about 30 seconds before break. So hang tight for us. Numbers to get in, 489-1240, 489-1240. You want to join us here on Hale Varsity, a Monday reaction. Nebraska loses at Michigan State. Your biggest complaint about Saturday's what? Score is obvious if you're a Nebraska fan, but is it quarterback play? Is it the offense? Is it special teams? Are you ticked at the defense? Or is it those dreaded referees? Hale Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to you for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal can watch the show and comment uh, via StreamYard. We'll get to your comments here very shortly. Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. We'll hear from Matt Rule and uh, we'll get into the officiating or lack thereof on Saturday, but your biggest complaint about Saturday, what, if you're a Nebraska fan? Gary, thanks for hanging on. Appreciate you tuning in. You Go bet. ahead. Okay, here's a two, one quick thing, one longer thing. But first of all, the quick thing, defense. First of all, I love with the defense, where it's going. No, no complaints at all except for one area, and that's third and long. We, again, got burned three times on third and long. When I say long, I'm saying longer than eight yards mm-hmm. on third down. Take a look, research it back. Not only this year, but past years have been just a bear at third and long. It's a thing. We go back into protection. We don't get it done, and they make the play. All right, second thing. You talk about quarterbacks. If you've already done this, just resurrect the results. Why not take all three quarterbacks, do five or six elements of them? One is size. Second is uh, speed, 40 to 100. And third, throwing ability, accuracy, those kind of things. Grade them 1 to 10 and see who comes out. Now, experience is another thing. Purdy's going to be a little short there because he hasn't played, but he has some prior experience. Why not evaluate all three of those guys on a scale of the 1 to 10, average it, and who's your best guy? Well done. And can you get that done while you're prepping for Maryland during the week? That's the question. Well, right? no, I'm talking about you guys. I'm not <laughs> talking about the coaching staff. We don't have the detail of why they put people there. Mm-hmm. But you talk about the quarterbacks all the time. Do your own evaluation that way. Get some input and see what you got. Good stuff. Gary, appreciate the call. Good suggestion. We can get on that. Yeah. We I think that's, yeah, I think that's fun. All right, if we're talking size, I'm going Harburg 9 out of 10. I'm going Sim 7 out of 10. I'm going pretty probably 6 out of 10. All right. I'll, I'll give both Sims and Harburg an 8 out of 10. Neither of them are Philip Rivers in the pocket with their size, but they have a little more mobility. That They have enough durability. <laughs> they're, not, they're not Phil, the great minivan driver with 37 children either when it comes to mobility, which is a good thing. Uh, speed, um, you know, Harburg's probably their fastest quarterback. Sims is uh, very fast and elusive. I don't think he's a tackle breaker like Harburg is. And I thought Pretty ran. And listen, I can count on one hand the number of times Pretty has run. But I thought he looked good on some of the zone read stuff against Michigan and early maybe against Minnesota. Does that sound right a year ago? The, the one drive. Yeah, well, the prettiest drive of the year <laughs> from, from Air Whipple a year ago. But no, I think I think all three guys are probably in that seven or above speed. Um, I'm not willing to put Purdy there just yet, but that's more because we haven't seen enough of him toting the rock. That, well, that I, I I am not comfortable putting him above a seven just yet. I would I would 
listen, and it comes down to decision-making, but as far as a ball that gets thrown, I think out of the two quarterbacks I've seen, I think Sims is a better passer. Oh, absolutely. But he's not a better t- – right now, they're right, as far as leading the wrong race, I mean, Sims still leads the race of lack of trustworthiness for me with the football. There's been some, some at least explosive touchdown plays and big plays by Harburg on offense. He has made some plays, but he's giveth and taketh away. Uh, so right, that's – that's where I have them when it comes to throwing an accuracy. I think Sims is more accurate than than um, Harburg and is probably a better thrower, but you've had Harburg make more plays because he's, he's available, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have eight quarters of Sims and you have eight turnovers and one rushing touchdown. Does he even have a touchdown pass? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has on the Fedoni and – Well, the, the, the trick play. Against Minnesota. Oh, that was to Bullock, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But case in point, to our stream we go. Well, I, I would just like to, to throw in here, because I was looking up some stats. Chubba Purdy, in his career, this is across 10 different starts, 135 total rushing yards. So he's averaging 13 rushing yards per game. Whenever sack he adjusted, is. I trust. This is sack adjusted, yes. That's, that's across 44 attempts with sacks included. So How I, many sacks? Uh, that is a great question that I do not have 20? at my at my fingertips. But what what I'll say about Purdy is just I think at the quarterback spot, I don't want to say you either have it or you don't, but you know pretty early on within a guy's tenure whether or not he can figure like Harburg we saw earlier this year and it was against lesser opponents in Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, but we saw him on the field and said, you know what, you're gonna be able to win some games with this you guy. Can work with him. Is he gonna be able to go beat? Power five opponents, the who's who of the Big Ten, it was unsure at the time. We said, you know what? This guy can win some games. I've never said that about Chubba Purdy whenever I've seen him on the field. He has not impressed me, and hey, maybe he just needs more time. We talked about the experience factor. He doesn't have the experience factor. Maybe he needs a couple weeks working as the starting quarterback in this system, but what I've seen from him shows me that I don't think he necessarily fits this offense with how it is currently constructed, which is going to be a heavy, heavy dose of quarterback run. And then whenever he has thrown the football, which is apparently his strong suit, he was unimpressive. And you look at Illinois last year where he threw for a total of, I think, less than 20 yards. And Illinois had a fantastic defense last year, but unimpressive there. He was unimpressive in his duty against Minnesota as well, throwing the football. So if Chubba Purdy's strength is throwing the football, why haven't we seen that on the field? Because he's had six or seven different games he's gotten into as a Nebraska Cornhusker. And never once have I had a moment where I said, you know what? That was a throw that impressed the hell out of me. Mm. So, again, we haven't seen him on the field this year. We haven't seen him under rule. We haven't seen the development. But I'm not ready to say, like, you have a guy waiting in the wings that is, is, is – The coach is no more – be competent. The coach is no way more than us. I mean, we're, we're conceding that. We're, we're That's obvious. That's their job. They're pretty good at it, or they try to be the best they are at it. And right now it's – all right, okay to second guess. What Can you get any more with another option – in this offense, you you just lean on the run game and, and throw it sparingly. And that's the rub too. Um, do we do we throw the ball too much? Do you give up? And they they don't give up on the run game, but do they get away from the run game too quickly? And you had some some run game working, and then you get in second and ten or second and fourteen because you try the short play. And your blocker uh, on that hitch route gets blown up, and it's a minus four. 
right? Uh, you're trying to get an easy pass to get Harburg into some rhythm, and that didn't work. Some of the seams work. The, uh, the, the, the Sparty was ready for the play action. They didn't bite on any of those. Conversely, you got beat probably about five times for shock plays defensively, if you're Nebraska, on, on what Michigan State was doing. Who's with us? Uh, we have two on the line. I'm not sure who called in first, Mitty, so pick the, pick the phone line that called Go in first. Go the, with the, uh, the first one, the first phone line. Okay, we'll go to Pete then. Okay, Pete, thanks for calling. Go for it. Appreciate you jumping on. How you doing? We're doing all right. We made it back alive from East Lansing. Oh, that's good. What do you uh, got? Number one, the officiating was horrific, and I don't know. The Big Ten has got to do something. There should be some suspension of officials on on at least three of those calls were ridiculous. But I wanted to bring up a point. Harburg is not the same quarterback he was at the first game he started. His indecisiveness to run or pass is really hurting the offense. And he was effective when he took off and ran. He was running over defensive backs. Now he's pretty timid. And I don't know what he's doing, but he's just kind of looking around and indecisive. And then by then, you know, there's Pete, no running he's gotten, he, Pete, he's gotten – he's corrected got, if we're going to be – Pete, he's going to jump in to interrupt you for two seconds. He's gotten lit up by Northwestern, by Purdue. So that's in the back of his mind. He's not running as freely because he's gotten he's gotten smoked a couple of times. And it's harder to be decisive against defenses that are bigger, faster, and stronger like you see in the Big Ten as compared to – I mean, Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, neither of those teams have defenses that are setting their conferences on fire. They're not, they're not good defenses. It's easier to be decisive whenever you and your offense has a distinct talent advantage over the defense you're playing. Continue on, Pete. Sorry to, to jump in there. Well – I'll have to disagree with you. You know, he has been beat up some, but, but most football players are. I mean, we've had quarterbacks in the past that got beat up, and you, he's not effective if he's not going back to running hard and being decisive. Do your first read, maybe your second, and take off and run. Or if he doesn't do that, we're not going to have a successful offense at all. Mm-hmm. Pete, thanks for the phone call. 489-1240 can get in here on – Hail Varsity, uh, biggest complaint about Saturday, obviously the score. But uh, beyond that, what do you have circled? Who's with us? Dave. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Go for it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Uh, I, I kind of agree with the last comment the last caller made about uh, Heinrich. Uh, I, I kind of think we have a little bit of paralysis by analysis. There's a little bit too much thinking going on. Mm. But my biggest my biggest I guess concern about the performance Saturday was there was no performance. It was, I I just felt like the team came out flat and there was, you know, I'm not saying that the guys aren't trying or anything, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't feel like they had that, their hair on fire. You know what? It it might've been the moment, the nerves and the, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to, to, run it through in my mind the, the the moment of oh god we can get up we can get bell bull eligible for the first time in forever and and that has something to do with it too i mean they've been able to, to to play free or play confident they've been at home they felt pretty good they had a little fire after michigan handed it to them so uh the illinois situation was was pretty good they've beaten up on some teams that they're just 
better than. And while it's a knife fight every week in the Big Ten, pick an opponent, especially out of the West, as bad as the football offensively has been. It's been pretty rugged football and physical. So uh, your best team one week will be your worst team the following week. That's just how yo-yo that uh, that this division is. So, no, I don't, I don't think it was uh, anything other than the moment. And, yeah, there's probably a little bit of exhaustion on that defensive side of the ball. And maybe they, maybe they thought they were better than they were going in with a three-game win streak. Maybe they got a little fat and happy, too. I mean, Jay Moore always talks about you don't want the defense starting to feel themselves. Maybe there's a little bit of that going on, too. They're, they're, they're learning how to do a lot of things this season. Well, and I know it's something that you're going to be touching on uh, a little bit later on, but I'm not going to – well, yeah, I can watch the game because my wife has Peacock. Thank God. But uh, I expect a different Husker team out there this Saturday. I, I, I think they're going to come out there, and they're going to be mad. And I think Coach Rule is going to make those guys mad. I, I think they're, they're going to be angry and – Maryland isn't going to be easy. This is not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a great game. But if we don't come out right away with our hair on fire, it's going to be a long Saturday. Well, it's probably going to be better because it's not a road game that Schmidt and I are both in attendance. Yeah, we, we have a bad record aside from Iowa last, uh, last year. Uh, Dave, thanks for the phone call, bud. Yeah, they got to play pissed off this Saturday. More of your calls coming up, more of rule, more of your StreamYard comments on the way. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Elijah can tell you how to change a tire outside of Council Bluffs in the dusk of the evening on the way back from Chicago. He did not oh, have firmly sunglasses. In the dark. Firmly in the dark. He did not have sunglasses. He did not have a half pack of cigarettes. Uh, and, uh, well, it was dark. Comments. Let's get to some of them before. Rule on the refs. And that was egregious. I shouldn't be surprised. But I was Saturday. You watched it live. I watched it live in East Lansing. Then I watched the replay. And then I potted up our old friend Tim Brando while I was watching on my phone. They were surprised. Dean Blandino wanted to come out of his booth in L.A., especially on that last play where there was no review on Harburg's forward pass. They called a fumble. Brian Muhammad chimes in. Brian, thanks for listening. I'm ticked. And we asked, what's uh, the biggest complaint you have about Saturday's score being the, the main one? I'm ticked about Harburg Sims missing wide open receivers, not seeing the field and throwing the ball a mile high over his wide receivers. So that goes into the execution pot. Well, and that's, that's the thing with the quarterbacks in terms of the turnovers is Sims is turning the football over because between the years he's throwing it to guys who are covered tightly. Uh, he is trying to make a play. Trying to make a play. And then you have Harburg, who it's the execution where he's overthrowing guys partly because of his arm angle. I mean, he, he's guys trying are, to find guys are open. guy. And that kind of brings me to a question that Ron called in with the break. He didn't want to go on the air. But he asked, do either of you guys think that the starting quarterback – for next season is on the roster right no, now. No, absolutely. Can't, no, you, you've got to find better quarterback play. I, I, I told him that as well. I said, Schmidt and I are in agreement there. The starting quarterback and is not, not on the roster. I'm not ready to like ditch Harburg because the kid has had now, from, from, from spring to now, 
to actually get some practice time. So I don't want to seal him up and say, you're done. That's not fair to him. Keep working. Keep getting better. I don't know what, what, what better is other because he's gone the other way. The offense has gone the other way since Illinois because teams have gotten film and they've adjusted and they're playing some better better teams. Chris chimes and, in. And, and Harburg should get an opportunity in the spring to at least sure. compete, but I think you got to bring in two to three quarterbacks. I mean, you have one already with Daniel Kalen if that counts as a true freshman. And you're going to try and groom him and not put him in it before he's ready. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he comes in and wows and go to town. But yeah, and that's the other part with two portal options. Do you get either one that's a difference maker if the whole point of going to the portal is to go get a job, mm. right? How many portal guys want to compete versus have the job given to them? So Chris says it looked uh, like the bug eaters were looking ahead. It's tough to beat a team on the road and also the zebras. Offense and defense were uninspired, especially on offense. Uh, you had some guys on the line of scrimmage have bad days. Uh, that can happen. Uh, you didn't have a run game that really got lathered up because maybe you went away from it. Or uh, when you did go to it, uh, you had a TFL. The, the blocking was not as good as it's been in the past on the perimeter, especially. Uh, Walter chimes in, says one of these decades will take care of the football. Turnovers are, are just maddening you're waiting for it to happen and honestly i was waiting for michigan state elijah to to give it back because they're probably second worst team in the big 10 ryan says after bullock muffed the punt last week i think the coaching staff overcompensated to take care of the football uh brian says next week are we retiring santino panico's jersey love that a blast from the past moonbot seven uh, said quarterback play has been putrid, and we're going to put this up here, Moonbot7. Happy birthday. Uh, Jackie Robinson birthday, 42 for Moonbot. Appreciate you tuning in. And then Phil says, look, play calling isn't doing Harburg any favors either, for God's sake. It's against a lot to run the ball more than two times in a row. <laughs> With the same running back. Yeah, Phil, you know, there's some some questions there um that's that's why I, I still can't side whether it's it's play call or player and i say yes to both because one is messing with the other a lot of times the, the play call is something that isn't executed is it a situation where you're calling it in a game hoping it'll work in a game versus seeing it work in practice or does it work in practice and it's not executed during the game uh, they just need to, to roll him out more and figure out a way to get him to throw the ball away. He's not, it's not doing that. He, I mean, how many, how many, how many throwaways does he have? Honestly, I mean, there's a lot of incompletions there, but how many throwaways does he have where he just chucks it to try and kill the mascot? It was, it was funny. I was sitting amongst the Michigan State fans, and they complained once whenever uh, I can't remember which quarterback it was from Michigan State because Levitt. Levitt, and then the other guy got a couple throws in, too. They wanted to absolutely take a tire iron to their offensive coordinator. Well, it was funny because all the fans around me are moaning and groaning on one play where the Michigan State quarterback throws it away, and I'm looking around like, man, I well, think... Well, it's, Hus- it's Hus- third and one. Yeah, and I'm like, I think... Run the damn ball. I think Husker fans would rejoice. They're like, why is he throwing it away? Try yeah. to squeeze it in. I'm like, 
you clearly have not watched Husker football Dude. for the past decade. Husker fans rejoice when the quarterback throws it away. He was third and one, and he's calling a pass play. It's it's first and ten, and he's trying a shot play where all he's got to do is fall down and burn clock. Didn't do it. Let's squeeze in some Matt Rule on the officials. Cut four. He got into this. It was diplomatic, but pointed enough. Nebraska got hosed. It's not why they lost, but it's absolutely not going to help. It's a, it's a unique game to talk about the officiating. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for officials. And uh, you guys asked me after the game, and I had to, you know, needed a minute to. But I do feel like I have to say something in defense of our team, too. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to be out there and have to call a play. And so I don't usually say very much about, like, you know, the pa- pass interference on Malachi. That's pass interference, right? I, mean, I think everyone knows it after the game, the face mask on Heinrich. But I'm not out there doing what they do. And if, if we don't have officials, we can't have sports. And so I don't, I don't want to complain about those things. But it's, uh, we're sitting here at 5-4. and four. This is my fourth head coaching job. I'm in year 11 as a head coach. I've never had a touchdown wrong on replay. And I've, we've had it, you know, we've lost two games by three points. We've had it wrong twice this year. It was wrong at Minnesota, and it was wrong here. And that doesn't mean we lost the game. We're not excuse makers, right? We have to do our best to keep it away from that. But the type of team we are right now, we, we can't have seven points spotted. And, again, I'm not complaining about officiating, but replay is replay's difficult for me to understand. And so... You know, I know that the people in the Big Ten are working hard at it. I have a lot of respect for them. Um, I'll stay silent on it after that. But I really would have liked, um, you know, I really would have liked to have had one more shot from wherever we were at the end of the game, the 45-yard line, to hit an in-cut, take a knee, and kick that field goal. And um, I feel bad for our players that, you know, I feel bad for our players that, that you know. So we're sitting at 5-4. and four. We own 5-4. and four. But, you know, we had one game where the team scouted us. <laughs> We've had two games where we replay was wrong. I mean, that's, that's tough to swallow. But you know what? That's where we are. We are where we are. And the issues about giving up sacks and turning the ball over, those are the main issues that we're going to work on controlling. Um, but you guys did ask me about that, and I didn't want to answer that. Well put. Well put. Well delivered. Uh, kill them with kindness and then get to the point. How do we get bleeped twice in the same year on the road? And it happens. It happens a hell of a lot more in the Big Ten, it feels I know. Like, right? it, it, it's it's part of the conference identity. Three yards, cloud of dust, tough defense, physical offense, and your team will get screwed at home or on the road by a bad call, a no call, or a missed replay. We'll wind down hour one. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, is loaded up. He'll be ready in hour two to get us kicked off. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. More of your comments. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. You're watching, hopefully, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Find Elijah on Twitter. See a picture of his spare tire he had to put on outside of Council Bluffs at Herbal Essence. They call in the outside Council Bluffs. It was like an hour east of Council Bluffs. So in western Iowa. In western Iowa, yeah. I'm pulled over on the side of the interstate. In the dark, trying to change a tire. You poor, poor dude. I, I've, I've had my... Th- this Impala, and this is nothing against the Chevy Impala. I, I have liked my You love Impala. your car. I've, I've had that... I've had a model of Chevy Impala since I turned 16. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason I keep going back to it. The one complaint is I've had the worst luck with flat tires. That is the... Don't get them. That is now the fifth time I've had a flat tire since I've turned 16. Which is, what, five and seven years? Yeah. Which... Like, it could be worse, but it's kind of like it's not you know, three going minus three on the road. 
it's it's gonna happen <laughs> but at some point you just gotta get used to it and adapt right adapt yeah, and overcome. Yeah. uber uh, or fly uh jeff chimes in uh when we're talking quarterback play as uh recap in michigan state we'll get to charlie mcbride here in about 10 minutes hh looks lost and afraid what was the uh ducking about on the option pass his uh, turnovers are too much. I wouldn't mind seeing Purdy or Sims. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of Nebraska fans that, that want to see a bullpen move. And is it going to be better, worse, or the same uh, when we're talking about kind of grading the quarterbacks back to a phone call earlier uh, we got? And Montana Husker fan, vertical speed is good, but I would – Take quickness and quick cutting ability over vertical speed when running the option. Uh, HH is really lacking in quickness. I think it was our friend Ravi that said he changes direction like a semi trying to take an exit ramp on the interstate. Yeah, semis get to that exit ramp though. Just stay, just, just stay, just stay out of their way. Um, but, Do, but we, maybe I'm in the minority here. I am not ready to see a a, a move to the bullpen just yet I don't, I, I don't think i don't i don't want to start pretty saturday against maryland but if things are the same where there's no you're going four punts and a turnover before finally a touchdown i i can't do it anymore i need to see something else if, if you're not able to line up and just run the football with the quarterback or the eye back then and you're gonna keep calling pass plays and guys have been open especially those, those freshman wideouts that are burners. They just need the football thrown in front of them. It could be a three-yard crosser. But here's, hit him in stride and let him get upfield. Here's my thing, though. It, obviously, it's not going to work every single game. There's issues with Heinrich Harburg, the quarterback. There's issues with the offense. Despite all those issues, this is the team that has gotten you five wins before November, which has, not, has, much, has not happened since 2016. It gets much harder. And I'll say this, Nebraska has not had an October schedule like they had this year. That's true. That's not a knock against him. Again, God love him. Five and two. You're on the verge of getting to postseason, which should give you 15 more practices. But they had schedules that had develop. five wins on them where they end up at three and nine. No, I Multiple you. times. That's coaching. It's coaching. And, and the thing is, is the coaching has helped you get to five, but Heinrich Harburg's been the quarterback that got you to five before November. I think we can all understand he's not going to be the starting quarterback next year. I think you got to ride it out. He's the guy that got you here. He's the guy the team rallied behind whenever it could have, the wheels could have fallen off. Find a way to get him better. Find a way to get him better through coaching. Charlie McBride weighs in next hour, hour two with Hale Varsity. This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio. Great to have you in Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. It's Mr. Blackshirt, a Monday with Charlie, Coach Charlie McBride. Coach, uh, we are back from Michigan, beautiful scenic state. It was not scenic Saturday for Nebraska's offense or special teams and not an awesome defense day. wasn't much better. Uh, not an awesome day for the defense. Despite all that, Nebraska had a chance. They lose by three. We asked the audience this, and I want your first and foremost thought here. Your biggest complaint about Saturday, uh, 
Coach McBride was what? Was it the officiating? Was it the defense? Was it quarterback <laughs> play? Or was it special teams? Yeah, uh, the biggest thing for me was is I felt really bad for the players because, you know, they had they had that uh, uh, they were going good and then they just kind of, you know, it just seemed like things everything would fell apart a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, right off the bat first. Mm-hmm. But you know that's that's the thing that you know it's 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 football, but mm-hmm. they're. Uh, they really aren't a very good team, as, as you know. They got some good receivers and things like that, and the, on the back end, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. But on the, the front part, it was, you know, it was kind of discouraging. Mm-hmm. Probably the fact that we just didn't play well, you know. Overall, I mm-hmm. didn't think, uh, you know, like we didn't. There was just something missing, you know. I don't know what it was, but it didn't seem like I hadn't seen that in the last three or four games mm-hmm. and they'd have been pretty scrambling. I mean, they've been going good. Mm-hmm. That Coach, was the only thing, probably, probably just the thing I, I think it frustrated me. They mo- I, all that stuff that goes on, it's happened before. So I guess some people are getting used to it. I don't know, but um, it's, it's, it's going to get better. I think, you know, I think, if you look and see the age group of the guys that are in there now playing, no, we've never had a team like that ever, and I, I don't think it's bad. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, but we did have a lot of young kids kids playing in that game, and uh, we got what three or four backs that are gone, and so we're, we're kind of shredded up a little bit too. But I think they're playing. You know, I think there's a group in there that are really solid, mm-hmm. you know, I think. Uh, I don't know all the players, but the ones I do kind of watch, they're, they're still trucking as hard as they can go. And, uh, you know, some of the young guys I don't know very well. Charlie McBride's with us on Monday with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, a thought on just the, the moment. Do you think there's something to – uh, the the chance to get bowl eligible. I mean, and Coach Rule touched on it today that get used to it because from now on, games you play in November are going to matter. This game had big implications, not only to, to get oh. to, to postseason, but also for the West race. That thing's still up in the air. But is that a real thing, having kids deal with pressure for the first time? Well, I think that may be good, you know. Uh, uh, to, to me, uh, I uh, I kind of walked away from it a little bit with my own my own self when I started out coaching. I was the basket case, yeah. And I think I learned to kind of, you know, over the years to calm down and take care of business and you know and things like that. Uh, I don't remember being like that when I was playing, but mm-hmm. you never know. And I, I, you know, I'd go in and get sick and do all kinds of weird stuff. You know, I'd get so nervous, but uh, that went away. And um, and I think the thing is, is I, I, you know, pressure sometimes is 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 good, mm-hmm. and and pressure during the week and li- and listening to things. You know, sometimes is is a good thing. 
it, it it's not always as bad as it sounds. I think you know it. You know, there's a, they have to understand that they're always. I don't care if they're winning, they're going to hear some negative stuff. Mm-hmm. So that stuff can't even. They shouldn't even worry about that. That's you know they they don't have they don't have a thing to do with anything. I mean, the people doing that and. You control everything as a player and, uh, you know, as a team. So, you know, that's that's the important thing, I think, the most important thing. And I think pressure makes him think of ever, all the time about, you know, the mis- this mistakes, not making them, not making them, and things go over and over in their head. And, I, you know, I've always thought that a little bit was, was pretty good, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> Charlie, maybe I'm misreading you here, but whenever we talked to you last week following a win against Purdue, you sounded more frustrated, more upset than you do today following a loss against Michigan State in a game that I think a lot of Husker fans are pretty frustrated with. Uh, Why did you feel more frustration last week? Or am I way off base here? But it just sounds to me like you were more frustrated last week. Why is that? Well, I just just felt frustrated in the fact that we didn't play well enough, you know, to to get – the, the sixth game or whatever, you know, in there, um, that, that's the biggest thing. I think, you know, that's being a little selfish, I think, in, in some ways, mm-hmm. because I think at this point what we really want is just to see a team that really, is, you know, we can if we win by one or two or three points, no big deal. I mean, you know, and uh, we, we have, our defense has been hanging in there pretty good. Um, I, I saw a couple of times that, that really up, upset me a bit was I think that the roller skates on a few of those offensive linemen wore out. They're going to need some new ones. I mean, they got knocked in the backfield so fast that it was, uh, you know, it was, you know, I was kind of, I was yelling. <laughs> I, mean, I thought maybe they were influencing on a trap block or something. <laughs> Because if they do that, they're easy to trap. And uh, you know, but the thing is, is because uh, a couple of the, that, couple of those guys in there have been around a while. They should that shouldn't happen. And uh, you know, that hurt a little bit. I think the pad, the fact that we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Had we had we done that on defense, it would have been a bigger deal. Hmm. And that frustrated me a little bit because. We weren't getting we weren't getting there, and a lot of times when you start running that loop, looping stuff, um, you know, you almost if you're not getting there, you got to come straight at them somehow. You know, you got to you can't be looping around and you know doing that, you know that kind of thing. But that you don't know for a while in the game going on. You know, now you say that I I say that, but that. That that same thing we did. We might start a little bit of that and find out. Hey, this guy's throwing, you know, four step drops, and we better get going straight ahead at it, you know, and get our hands up and do something. And uh, I was discouraged a little bit. We we had been knocking a few balls down and everything, and I know a couple times I got we got end zone shots on television, and our guys had their hands up. They just weren't. They just weren't getting the ball, mm-hmm. you know. Charlie McBride's with his coach. What do you think of the officiating? <laughs> my wife, my wife thinks that 
And she thinks that it shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's it, you, you can't There's make no, you can't make it up, can you? Where I mean, you you can't no. botch. How do you botch replay? I, uh, I'm going to say it another time, but I'm I'm a I I, I don't like gambling going on now anymore in in the minors in in college sports. Mm-hmm. I just think it's stupid. I think it's not not right, and uh, I think that too many bad things can happen. I mean, you've seen, we've all seen the basketball stuff happen, mm-hmm. you know, in back east in days past, way back, they, they, it was going on forever, even more so maybe than now. And uh, But now it's a little more technology to it. You know, you're finding out a kid every once in a while is betting on the own team and doing all that kind of stuff, and I think there's going to be more of that. Uh, but that's always bothered me a little bit about officials being partial and not being like the old-timers were. Boy, it, you know, those guys, you know, I, I, at least 90% of them were, were straight arrows, and, boy, they took, took it serious. Now we're getting a whole new group of guys in there, you know, that don't have the experience that a lot of these the old timers had when when I was going through school and and when I was coaching that early it started falling apart. I think about the middle of my of my career at Nebraska, it started. I started seeing more. Uh, now we had one official. Let's just put it this way: he was a basketball guy too. He never called a holding penalty in his whole life. He never called a holding penalty. Um, I mean, he and he, he's he's standing there, and he never ever he just that was his deal: pick up the check and let's go home. Mm. And so you, there, there's some of those kind of guys that get in there and do that business, and um, so they don't take it. A lot of them don't take it serious and don't work at it. And that's a hard thing. And when and the, the guys sitting up upstairs, you know, you know it's kind of close. The, the excuse is we couldn't tell. We couldn't tell for sure. So we had to say, you know, Ty goes to the runner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of the way it's been. And it's it hasn't been for real. It's and, uh, it's it's really frustrating for not just Nebraska, but it's. It happens a lot in the oh. Big Ten. It feels like with the the replay. I mean, you have replay for a reason. You've got the head of officiating that's that's going to chime in with the TV broadcast anyway. And if well, he and and his take on things was certainly different than the end zone shot that was called a touchdown. That pass was dropped, and then you also have the uh, the, the 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 incompletion that they ruled a fumble that burned about twenty seconds off the clock. Well, uh, let me just say this: I've seen it, and, and and I, you know, I guess I'm probably getting to be a, for sure, getting to be an old man. But you know, I see it going both uh, both ways. They're not calling stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's things that we've done, and there's things that the other team. I mean, you, you know, sometimes, and then they'll call a ticky tacky dumb thing because they blew something and they're oh i'll make up for it on two plays later calling some kind of a holding call it isn't worth i mean i saw one last night in a pro game that there it wasn't it wasn't even close to holding and it 
you know, what, what in the world are you thinking? I mean, it's, it's like a guessing game, mm. you know, and, you know, it's time for me to call one. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> or, or not. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, this poor guy hasn't won any games and we're at, we're at Michigan State and, he, you know, let's give the guy a break. Mm. You know, that, that's the way I think sometimes some of these guys that, you know, aren't really serious about what they're doing or doing. It's Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska, Michigan State. And Charlie, before we get you out of here, Nebraska and the quarterback situation. That was something we hit on a lot back in the first hour. I want you to dive a little deeper into what we saw at the quarterback spot. I guess just, I, I won't preface it anymore. What did you think from the quarterback performance on Saturday? Well, my whole my whole theory of the whole thing is completely different than what what his is, and I, I've kind of heard through the grapevine that when he gets the guy, he sticks with him till you know the barn door falls off. <laughs> but uh, I think the thing that discourages me the most about the quarterback situation is we haven't really given those other guys a chance to get on the field to do anything, and and I mean you can look at the portal. <laughs> That thing, their their level will be gone. I mean, they're they got to get somewhere where they can play. And uh, Purdy's probably one of those kind of guys. I mean, he's young still, and you know. So, but I think that um, somewhere along the line, and you know, when we've been ahead or we've had a chance to put guys in the game for just something. I mean, I know we've had one of them in there for what two shots to the end of the game or something like that, and. One guy because the quarterback got hurt and you had to put somebody in and he goes in for one play. That isn't enough. You don't know what they can do, and and you know and you can't expect a kid that's got some ability, which both of them have, and and let them prove it somehow. You know, and if you're going to wait till spring ball and then say we're going to have a quarterback thing, then you're really making it worse. Mm-hmm. I think then the quarterback that is the quarterback, he he really thinks he should be it the rest of the time. Coach, and, uh, we'll uh, we'll get ready for Maryland. How's that sound? Well, they're going to be the best team we played, I think, up to, up till Michigan. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, they they they, they haven't been playing well either. But uh, they, they, there's going to be some speed. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna see some. Some real good athletic kids. Well, we'll see if Nebraska can get it done and get to six. We'll check in next Monday, Coach. Yeah, I think they can, too. We'll see if they can get after the quarterback. Charlie McBride with us on Monday with Charlie. Coach, it was good to talk with you. We always appreciate having you on. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Okay. (laughs) Bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. You know, and there's been some games, man, over the years where – uh, some big time games. Uh, we're talking bowl games where it's gone the wrong way officiating wise on the big red. Uh, the Black Shirt Hour continues. Jay Moore, going to join us. More of your comments on the way too with the stream. It's Hale Varsity. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red, and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio.
Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And uh, we welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore at jmore44 on Twitter. You watch him Tuesday nights, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay Bird, good to see you again. And, well, a, a tough one in East Lansing. Elijah and I made it back safe and sound with a little wear and tear, for one of us anyway, uh, on the road trip back. But uh, Nebraska just didn't have enough to get it done. A lot of reasons why. And uh, your reaction to uh, to the moment. Do you think Nebraska played a little tense, or was it just kind of a down or flat performance because of this part of the season? Yeah. Listen, it's just it, this type of performance is bound to happen when your offense is not performing – where it needs to be and you keep turning the ball over mm-hmm. you cannot continue to rely on your defense to bail you out of every single situation and for the other the opponent the you know the opposing team to play poorly uh, you know you look at purdue had a lot of drops and illinois just couldn't get things going i know our defense is playing well but sometimes the other team is has mistakes as well and you just think you just you play with matches long enough you're going to get burned and nebraska has been playing with all sorts of matches and playing around the stove and all those type of hot stove all, all, all year long. And eventually it's just going to catch up with you. And when you just kind of got, you just caught it all at the, at the, at the wrong time, you had a Michigan state team that's been struggling, but they had fight, you know, they were physical, they're physical, they have talent and you gave them a chance and you weren't able to hold up your end of the bargain. The defense, you know, I know there was the officiating was, was an issue. But still, they were able to get stops. Had some big plays, ran against them, and just it happens. It just if you you go in there, you go on the road. I don't care who it is, any big 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 ten team. You have three turnovers, you're gonna lose the football game. And they're fortunate enough he got four. I mean, the interception in the end zone got called for holding. So the the offense is gonna have to try to figure it out. Um, I think we just have to come to expect that they're just gonna keep turning the ball over. Unfortunately, and I don't know if it's gonna get you know stopped or or whatever towards end towards this you know end of the year and uh like i said it's just it was it was bound to happen when you have the offense that's struggling and turning the ball over your defense just can't you they can't they can't bail you out every single week like they have especially the last three weeks it's jay moore with us here on hail varsity radio and jay i don't want this this question to be finger pointing that's not why i am asking it but when you look at the offense performance it was bad but you kind of laid it out we've come to expect it and 17 points from the offense would have gotten them three wins in their previous three games. It was more the defense giving up 20 points. That was a surprise given what Michigan State's offense has been so far this 13 year. 13 points. Hmm? Thir- 13 points. Oh, with the touchdown yes, review? Sorry. That's where you're going? Continue okay. on. Okay, but my, my point essentially being here, do you think the defense has to take a look in the mirror after a game like that on Saturday? Because for almost any other team in the country, allowing 20 points defensively or 13 based on the replay review is a pretty good day. But for Nebraska's defense and where the offense is at right now, that's just not good enough to be able to get it done given where the offense is at. So do you think the defense has to be looking in the mirror? Or do you think that's a game that can lead to some frustration if it's not handled right by the coaching staff between defense and offense? I don't think it's – I mean, I don't think it leads to frustration. I think there's a lot of mature – players on this team and like i said you don't pay attention to them. i mean you like you're on defense you just go out and play you can't be worried about what the offense is doing you just go play and they've been they've done a great job they just listen they got they ran that the bubble screen pass you know and got over the heads and got some points up that you know the the touchdown that wasn't a touchdown you know that's you know that's you can take that one way or the other 
Um, I listen. It's there's a these are good football teams still. I know they're they're struggling, and if you're just off a little bit, they have scholarship players too. All right, so they. they if they get a little momentum, you take advantage of it. They're, and they did. They they got they got some good plays. They got some chunk yardages, and it's it's just so hard. Uh, I mean, they they're spending so much energy just being put in different tough spots. Yeah, I'm sure there's every game you look at. There's always something you can improve on, but like it's just it's so hard to expect expect them to to continue to do this and just hold you know. And literally carry the whole weight of this football team, and it's it's very very difficult to do. And yeah, there, I'm sure there's there's things they wish they could have done differently. And yeah, do they need to create some more turnovers? Yes, but this is bound to happen. This is bound to happen when you just it's just a law of averages, right? Like you just can't continue to have those those performances when your offense is continuing to have struggles and turn the ball over. Uh, the, the dam is going to break, and it, I don't say it, it got it broke. It just they just weren't they weren't. I don't say that they're best. They weren't at their best, but they weren't bad. They weren't bad by any means. It's just you're on the road. You, you, your offense turned the ball over three times. You got you, you obviously you get any calls, but sometimes you got to go out and do make some plays, and they just weren't able to make enough plays. And and uh, you can you can point fingers. You can say, hey, we got to help. The, you know, the offense needs to help us. You know, but I, I'm not. I don't not overreacting. I know some people are saying, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to win?" You know, find another win in these last few games. I'm like, man, it's one game. It's one game on the road. You got a lot still to play for. Think crazier things have happened. Who? I would like to think this offense can play clean somehow. I'm talking like maybe just turn the ball over once. And, you know, maybe you know, and end up on the plus side of things. Defenses get a couple turnovers as well, but. Just was bound to happen when I mean, you're just you're like I said you are playing around fire and they have you're teetering around on the you know at the edge of the cliff and eventually they fell off because it just was just too dangerous. Jay Moore's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Black Shirt Husker NFL, or part of the Black Shirt Hour at Jay Moore forty four on Twitter. You got to watch him with uh, Big Red Wrap Up Tuesday nights. Jay, how do you? take it and I know coach rule talked today about the officiating and he was super diplomatic but got his point across you've been in ball games where it's not gone your way you're up against it anyway on the road but it should be better league-wide there's always problematic officiating it feels like in one game a week in the Big Ten, and a lot of it has stemmed from replay. You go back to Iowa a couple, three weeks ago mm-hmm. with the fair catch, and how do you get it wrong twice in, in critical moments? One's a touchdown to make it 20, or at least 19 before the extra point, when it's when it's a trap, uh, when the ball is, is not secured. I don't think that's debatable, and there was enough evidence there to show it. And then even with uh, the end-of-game situation where right. – Harburg's arms going forward. It's an incomplete, yet time burns off and they got to chuck a Hail Mary because the clock's rolling. Um, right. the, the league's got to be better. No, they do. It's been it's been very inconsistent and it's it's kind of across college football. And I know you could you could look at almost every game, but this was I mean, I the call that still bugs me out that the face mask in Harburg that they missed. Mm-hmm. The guy the the guy literally turned his pulled his face mask and turned his head in the back. The head, the head judge is right there and didn't throw his flag. Like, how do you not see that? 
You know, that's that's what's so frustrating. And you get the touchdown. I mean, the missed PI on Malachi Coleman. That's called assault, that's, brother. Yeah, I mean, what are I mean? Yeah, sure. He turned around and looked for the ball, but he threw his whole body into the guy. Like you said, still can't like. <laughs> It's 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 it was it was bad, and uh, I just don't understand how, even at the end when the ball was batted down, how you just don't stop. Hey, we're gonna stop and take a look at this, and just see exactly what happened because obviously it has a huge meaning on the football game, and it's just it's the inconsistency is 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 baffling, and I just don't I don't know I, I don't know the right answer to get it cleaned up and try to make it more consistent because I mean there's you know, tons of games, tons of different crews. You know, you almost got to stop. You know, I know they're getting graded, but I don't know if you can find them for missed calls or something just to have them slow down and take better looks at it or whatever it is. But it's still, I, you, unfortunately, when you get in close games, you know, these, these call, type of calls, you know, matter. And, um, but it was just, it was, it was, you know, it was just sloppy. It was a sloppy officiated game. Uh, there's really just the no calls, you know, that didn't happen. It wasn't like there were, you know, anything, you know, else that was crazy, but it just was sloppy. And, and I, I just Nebraska needs to be better. It, it, you hate to have, you know, lose these type of games, but uh, when, like I said, I mean, you're, you're sloppy on offense and you let a, a bad team hang in there with you and you don't get the calls, you're going to lose. Well, Jay, it's funny. You were watching some, some SEC football and you said it happens in all the leagues, but whenever I watch SEC on TV, I can't think of as many bad officiating gaps as I seem to see every single weekend in the Big Ten. Maybe I'm, I'm misremembering, maybe I'm just biased, but I don't, it feels like, and again, I don't have stats pulled up in front of me, I don't have any sort of officiating metrics pulled up in front of me, but whenever I watch SEC games, I go, huh, that's how football should be officiated. Yeah, yeah good point. I mean, I, I was at, obviously at the LSU and Alabama game this weekend, and I saw a couple, I mean, they, they threw a penalty on the... Um, the late hit on the quarterback, LSU's quarterback, that could have been easily targeted. The guy could have been ejected. Uh, did that didn't get called? And there was a, I don't know if you saw in the game, there was a late hit by an offensive lineman. Like the guy was down, and the Alabama offensive lineman just jumped on an LSU defender. I'm like, how did they not call that? So I think Alabama maybe got on the right side of some calls, but I would I would agree it seems to be a little cleaner uh, and not as much drama in the SEC as as you see in the Big Ten. I just I don't know if the, the Big Ten needs to um, do some more investigating or do better due diligence on the on the crews and who they're hiring and their processes. And I'm I'm sure at the end of the year they need, they meet and you know and talk and and say what do we need to do better? What do we have to do? And uh, it just seems like it's always an issue, and especially in I feel like the Big Twelve has issues as well, but uh, the Big Ten just every every week. There's this game just like calls are just just not going your way. And I know when we feel like we're on the wrong side of them. And that's another thing, too, in these type of games. You know, Nebraska's got the bounce every – they've got the calls and they've got the bounce of the football. And, and these, you know, this winning streak that just went on and obviously just ended. They didn't get the calls. They didn't get the bounces. And then, you know, you turn the ball over and you're sloppy and the, you know, the defense isn't quite on point. That's how you lose football games. Jay Moore with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Mondays with uh, Charlie. And, of course, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL of the Blackshirt Hour. Uh, Matt Rule weighed in on the uh, lack of explanation at the end of the game against Michigan State. I'll just leave it at this. I think everybody is on the same page that, uh, that, 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 that was not a catch for the touchdown. I think everybody's on the same page 
that that was not a fumble and either should have been ruled or should have been gone to replay and overturned. There's a difficulty with the speed of those things sometimes, you know. I don't have a timeout to challenge it because uh, we used our timeouts at the end of the game. I think everyone's on the same page. Um, even in replay, there's a human error factor. But um, our, our players did deserve one more play, and that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Um, but that is what it is, man. we gotta, we got to play better to, to not put ourselves in those positions moving forward. Both instances are right on. More with Jay Moore coming up here on Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us. A few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio at Jay Moore 44. Jay, what's your take on the quarterback situation at Nebraska? Uh, we love the grit of, of Harburg. He is a guy that is going to sell out for the state, for his teammates. He's a tremendous athlete. So it's not that he's not at this D1 level. He totally is athleticism-wise. Uh, rules right. He's learning on the job as a quarterback. He's super limited. How long do you hang with that? I know he's 5-2 and two as well, but my take is the team is 5-2 and two in their last seven despite the offense, not because of their offense. They're 5-2 they're, they're in their last seven because of the defense. They've gotten a little bit of help from the offense, but far from complimentary. Do you look down the bench at, at, at Purdy? I mean, the coaches know way more than than me, obviously. So, I mean, they're they're going to keep riding Harburg, it sounds like. But at what point, there were some plays dialed up that if you look at the guy that's open versus trying to go downtown or, or make the big play, he, he missed far too many passes uh, in that game against Michigan State, some on him, some on his protection. Yeah, obviously it's – QB topic is always very popular and passionate. You know that people—it's the most important, you know, position in, in the game of football. Uh, I just don't know. I'm not sold on the Chuba thing. I think Sims—we know what we get when he comes in, and that's careless with the football. Uh, Harburg's gotten careless with the football. His awareness has struggled, uh, and his vision on the field—he struggled to see it. But I just know, and people just think that it's—it's it's easy, right? And you just go out there and you should be developed and your coach and you should be like Tom Brady out there as a second year player. And it's just not realistic. And he's learning. He's, he's, he's trying to get better. The, this staff is trying to understand him as a player as well. and trying to get across his head. Listen, they're not teaching him to be careless with the football. They're not, you saw rule chew him out on the sideline saying, throw the damn ball away. Like, what are you doing? You know? So it's, he, it's just the game moves fast. This isn't high school. This is Division One football. The game moves fast, and he's a first. He's he's a young player operating in a new offense, so he's going to struggle. Uh, you just got to keep coaching him, and you got to have a little patience. And I know people are, are getting frustrated with it all, and and want to blame the OC and want to blame all these other things, and are changing out. But listen, if if Chubba Purdy was the guy, listen, or or was better, he'd be in there. But obviously, he's not. And I don't care if you people say, oh, Chubba might be a better thrower. Maybe. But I don't know. I didn't see it last year when he came in. He might throw a good ball in, in practice, but he doesn't throw a good ball in the game. No offense to Chubba, but I just don't think he's going to get it done. I think the, I think Harburg is the best option right now because you can utilize him in the run game. He's tough. He's physical and he's athletic. And that's our only option, you know, to have that dynamic in the offense and to be able to throw off that dynamic. And you got, you just, that's our best option. 
I just don't think there's no, you just got to ride this thing out until, until, you know, knock on wood, he gets hurt. He's, he's the guy. He's our best chance to win. You just hope he can take care of the football, stop fumbling it, be, stop being careless. I know we've seen it. You know, there's a pattern, obviously, but maybe it's, you know, get through his head, starts to perform a little better. But for me, he's the guy going forward unless he's, unless he's hurt. And Jay, I think the the only problem I have with the if Chubba was better, he'd be playing is that we saw Jeff Sims for the first two games and it took an injury to see Heinrich Harburg. But we all said, well, if Harburg or Purdy was better, they'd be on the field right now. That's why we're seeing Sims. And then Heinrich comes in and, and does outperform Sims. And I think the situation's a little bit different, though, especially because right now the best facet of your offense, whenever he's not fumbling, has been the quarterback run. And from what we saw from Purdy last season, what we've heard from the coaching staff, his strength is as a passer. And Nebraska's strength as an offense right now is not as passing from your offensive lineman struggling to protect to your receiver struggling to get open. I think you just have to ride with the guy that's given you the best sense of an offense you've had this year. That's Heinrich Harburg with his legs. Yeah, I, I, I agree. When you struggle, I mean, we're, we've, we've committed to run the football. And I love that. We have. We're, we're, we're a downhill running football team. We're utilizing the QB run. I, I love that. We're, the play action off of the QB run game is great. We've actually hit numerous touchdowns, big plays off of that as well. Uh, it's, it's just it's hard. You just got to pick your poison and which one's going to hurt you less and which one gives you the best chance to win. I just, listen, the guy's had five wins. He's five and two. I, let's you gotta you gotta roll with him, and you just get it through his head. When that ball's in your hands, you got the whole team's outcome in your hands, and that's hard though. That's a lot of pressure to put on a young player. So you got to understand that, but yet not affect you when you're out there because you obviously you can't be too scared to where you know you're completely careless. But you got to understand, you just, it's all about making the right decisions at the right time. It's making the high percentage throws. It's not forcing it into certain areas. It's throwing it away when you need to. It's running, you know, getting down when you need to. It's just he's just got to be a little more calculated in what he does, and it's hard. But it's hard because he's young, and the game is moving fast for him. So I think people got to give him, like, a little benefit of the doubt because all these people are, you know, I get it. Like, it's he's struggling. But there's a reason he's struggling because he's young, and the game is it's fast, man. A lot of stuff going through your head. You got you to gotta worry about uh, getting the play in. You're worrying about sending guys in motion. You got to keep your eyes on coverage. There's nine different things going on every play that you got to worry about. Oh yeah, and then getting the snap, timing of everything. So, um, I, I I got all the patience in the world for for Harvard to figure it out this year, for this year going forward. And uh, I I until he's hurt, he's gonna be the guy. Jay, how do you feel about Maryland? Real quick. I feel good. I feel good about it. Listen, Maryland's, you know, got beat up by Northwestern. Obviously, and they got beat up by Penn State this this weekend. I, I like Nebraska's chances. You you minimize mistakes. You we've played well at home this year, other than the Michigan game, and I think the spreads you know darn near a pick them at the time. Maybe Maryland by two, but I see Nebraska you know like a twenty four twenty type of game. It's gonna be tight. Hopefully the defense can improve, make some stops, make some turnovers. Offense hopefully somehow limits mistakes, take care of the football, get some big plays, sustain drives, and just points are a premium, right? If you get you know an opponent's fifty. Getting three is okay, and understanding that too. But I like our chances. I, I, I like our chances in every the rest of the season. Like they, they can win each game, they can lose each game, and we've talked about that. But I, I feel fine about Maryland. Like I said, it's I'm not frustrated. I mean, it's a frustrating loss, and you know it's a bad loss. All losses are bad at Michigan State, but it was just bound to happen. You, like I said, you're just 
<laughs> you were you were messing around way too much and getting away with it. So I, I still feel good about uh, Maryland. Real quick, tell me about Bama LSU. How was it? You ever been down to, to Tuscaloosa? T town, that's what they call it. Um, mm, different than our T town in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was incredible. The atmosphere was unbelievable. You know they don't so they don't tailgate. So we pulled up like where's everyone tailgate? But it's just a huge grass area, and Abraham has these white tents, and it's. I mean, there there had to be. 300,000 people around uh, Bryant-Denny. And the campus is beautiful. Um, we had awesome seats. The energy was going. They, they they got it. They got it. And I hope they go down, you know, and this whole stadium renovation goes, and they just go and see how Alabama does it from, like, how much the band plays, how much, like, music you're playing. Like, they got it. Like, there's energy the whole game. Like, every all 100,000 people are involved. And uh, we had that energy here back in the '90s, you know. And but yeah, a night game in the uh, in the SEC when you get LSU and Alabama, man, it's uh, it, it was it was really cool. I was glad to see it. The closest thing I ever got to that was playing at Texas A&M. Mm. But it was it was I want to go back down. We have uh, open invites, so I said I want to come down for the Iron Bowl one year, and I might have to take him up on that. Jay Bird, good stuff. Thanks for a few minutes with us. You got it, boys. Thank you. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, Hale Varsity Radio Monday. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, big thanks to all of you for chiming in on the phone lines or on the stream with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at H Varsity Radio. Buckle up, one of three fatal crashes, one of every three fatal crashes in Nebraska involves an alcohol impaired driver. Why take chances if you drink? Don't drive. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Let's hear a little bit more from Matt Rule as we bring the show to a close, uh, specifically on learning on the job and uh, Heinrich Harburg doing his best. Here's what I love about Heinrich. Not everyone would want to be the quarterback in this situation right now. There's there's a lot of pressure. (laughs) There's a lot riding on your shoulders. Like if, 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 If you don't play well, if you don't execute the option well, if you don't execute the zone reads well, if you don't execute the power sweeps well, if you don't throw the ball well, um, there's not a lot of margin for error for us on offense right now. Like, you know, we don't play well. And um, so every play is really kind of squarely on his shoulders. And, and like, as we continue to grow, you're hoping that, you you know, you just hand the ball off every once in a while and we're just, we're just, you know, playing at a level where it's not all on his shoulders. But to go out and be the quarterback on a team that's battling every week uh, in close games, I mean, you have to want to do that. Everyone says they want to do that. You have to want to do that. And that's what I respect so much about Heinrich. He wants to do it. Like, he wants to be out there. He wants to get And so, as I've told him, when, when I coach Heinrich, I'm not coaching him for right now. I'm coaching him for, like, next year and the year after. Not that we're not trying to win right now, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm, we're going to address everything as it comes, and we're going to push him through because I think he's a winner. I think he's tough, and I think he's learning on the job. And I think he, you know, he didn't play for a couple years and so he's catching up he just you know it'd be one thing if we were sitting here at like two and six and two and seven and no one was paying attention and you can kind of make mistakes here the games are all in the balance and everyone's watching right and so over the years I've always found freshmen tell me they want to play and then all of a sudden every game's tight and every game's close and they don't quite want to play anymore you know it's like coach there's a lot of pressure here let me let me redshirt and get to the next year Heinrich wants to play and he wants to compete and so um we, 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 try to, we try to go through everything. I mean, even to get back in the game, the throw to Malachi and some of the throws he made were unbelievable, right? Um, you know, the one to Fedoni is just a little bit high. If that ball's just a little bit lower, then Fedoni catches that ball. So 
Uh, just always working with Heinrich on his accuracy. We're asking him to do a lot of things. You know, we're asking him to drop back and throw it, play action and throw it, run the option. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's battling for his teammates. So, I, as I said, I have the ultimate respect for him and the way he goes about his business. And he's learning on the job, um, as we all are right now. So, uh, some comments from, from Matt Rule right there. And, and Harburg is going to give you his best intention. We've never questioned that. Uh, and we appreciate his toughness. Uh, there, there's a reality though with the defenses you see Elijah in the Big Ten, and you got to be better, uh, and his line's got to be better, and his running game's got to be better, and his defense, as nice as they've been, they got to be better Saturday. Uh, we'll get into that a little more. Matt Verzel back with us tomorrow. Ooh. Husker hoops as Andy Markowski. We'll talk some men's and women's Nebraska basketball as both uh, programs tipped off today. Mr. Mitch Sherman. Uh, Mitch will release the Fury. Uh, Mitch with the Athletic. You were in Chicago pre-flat tire. You got to kick it in the Windy City. The flat tire was brutal. Chicago, though, was awesome. Want to give a shout-out to to both Cam and Jackson. They let me crash at their place for one night on Saturday night. Showed me the town. They're like a mile south of Wrigley. So we got Wrigleyville's go, uh, awesome. Yeah, just got to go hang out in Wrigleyville and then got ourselves a late-night Italian beef sandwich. Big shout-out to those guys for letting me stay at their place. Really appreciate it. Do they have a rooftop? Uh, What? Can, I mean, do they have access to rooftop? Or they, 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 have a, they have a deck. They don't have a, a rooftop. Okay, that, as I was going to say, we should do a, a, a summer show in Wrigleyville. That'd be great. Uh, so Big, you can give me some tickets. Uh, that'd be all good. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, get the uh, the podcast, The Hail Varsity. Talk to you tomorrow at 4. A Huda Media Production.